Was I supposed to keep going? I don't know. I stopped it. I thought it would fade out automatically. It did not. Hey, Nick. Hey, Sam. Oh, we forgot how to do this. Sorry. Hey, Sam. Uh, hey, Nathan, what's going on? <laughs> oh, when was our last podcast? Three months ago? Um, probably more than that. Um, I think Sadie was only a couple of months old, so she's nine months now. So there you go. Do you find yourself gauging? Yes. Uh, the passing of time by milestones in Sadie's life. Listen, time no longer exists. Time is gone. Time has been replaced by baby. Baby is now time. <laughs> time is baby. And all things are baby. Um, that's that's pretty much how that's pretty much how it works. Um, Do we have a risk of baby podcast interruption? Um, not. Uh, sh- she won't probably come in here, but you may you may hear her um, having a good time in the background. Abby's hanging out with her right now. Awesome. Oh, nice. Abby's home. Yeah, cool. we've got a really really good schedule for that. So. I think I've counted about a dozen texts over uh, the past few, however many months of like, oh, we should podcast yeah. about this. <laughs> so we've got about 12 so hours of content ready for you right here. Yeah. All right. Buckle in. Suit up. Throw us on. Uh, I'm glad to uh, to do this. Uh, we don't have to cover everything that's, that's happened, but um, it's been, I feel like, I think I'm shooting with and editing with and using an entirely different set of yep equipment yep. now than the last time we talked and you might I'm be close to that i mean i'm not at least i'm not using yeah. well actually yeah i mean i was i think i was on our was dude was the r6 even out last time we podcast my god uh, yes yes it was okay it was, it all was. right uh, yeah. well either way we talked about the r6 yeah i don't have a concept of time either way the r6 is amazing uh however you have gotten uh a couple of r3s right yeah, I actually had a third one shipped to me that I had to cancel because I was like, "Whoa!" I didn't. I forgot I had pre-ordered it on uh, launch day for pre-ordering at least uh, on B and H, Adorama, and Amazon. And um, I got my order from B and Adorama first, actually, then B and H a day later, and then Amazon a week after that. So ordered all the exact same day and launch day. If that one, you know, I'm this is just one anecdotal example, but if people are trying to feel out. I think Adorama kind of flies under the radar of a lot of people in terms of a store to order from. And so they actually have a little bit more, they still get allocated a lot of cameras. Nice. Yeah. B&H yeah. is, I guess, more the the more common name when I think of yeah. stuff that I want to buy. Yeah. But Adorama, as far as I can tell, exact same kind of return policy, very flexible, no restocking fee that I'm aware of. Um, the free ship, like shipping is insanely fast. They get the order out same day usually. So it comes overnight if you're on the East Coast for free. Yeah. Like there's oh, nice. really no reason not to use yeah. Adorama, uh, especially since they seem to have a slightly faster turnaround on everything. And uh, who, know long, who knows how long that might last? I don't know. But uh, yeah, man, R3 it, it, you know, I'm working on my full review of it, so I don't want to issue a, a final word yet. But I don't know if you had any questions for me about it. Nope, uh, I can don't have any. It's in my hands, but cool. A bunch of people actually have been dealing with an R6 issue that I think maybe it's worth talking about here. I don't know if you've experienced it yet yourself, but it's the hot shoe wiggling its way free 
uh, you know, where you would mount your camera flash and, um, basically like falling like off. the whole hot, so hot shoe like is falling hot off shoe? the R6. Yes. The entire thing. If you, well, I think it's a varied degree of, um, uh, how quickly the thing entirely detaches for some people, the flash just stops working slowly, like intermittently. And then not at all. Uh, other people, the, the hot shoe itself starts to like rock mm. in a way that, and then other people, it just completely detaches. Interesting. So I'm, I'm curious, do you, are you the type of photographer that grabs, if you have a flash attached to your camera, do you grab and pick up the camera by the flash? Oh no. If uh, it's sitting on the floor or something. Yeah. I don't either, but I think a lot of people do. And I think, uh, that, you know, that could certainly create more of an issue than is otherwise going to happen. But I think if you've been doing that in your entire career and then this one camera body uh, fails, uh, that's a problem with the camera. Yeah. Body. Yeah. Like that's, not, yeah, so, that's not yeah. you that, yeah, that's a, that's an unfortunate problem. I have had issues where my flash will sometimes not fire on the R6. I always kind of chalk that up to the Godox flashes not being like perfect. Cause that's what I've been using. 100% compatible. Um, yeah. But uh but it totally could be uh like the hot shoe itself. I know I know that when I put it on there it's it's just never feels super tight. Um like like it right. never feels like gorilla tight. It always feels kind of like monkey tight, you know. I just feel like Yeah, yeah. I I feel <laughs> like um and and you know now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure that's an only an issue with one of my R6s. I think the other one has never had any any camera um, flash issues. Oh, so that, there you that, go. that tells me you should inspect the hot shoe. Yeah. See if it's got a little rock to it or not. Uh, I'm going to do scary that right because you think about how often when you're using a flash, it's actually up over the heads of guests in like crowded yeah. dance circles and all that. If a flash actually fell off and hit someone on the head or something like that would be not only incredibly embarrassing, but potentially very painful. Oh, totally. Although I, I I have a feeling it would dangle. There's got to be some kind of wire connection that it would probably just dangle and hurt and hit your fingers or something more than anything else. All right. I'm inspecting my uh, R6 hot shoe right now. This is it. This, this is, is real, real. camera. This inspection. is this is real. This is happening right now. So it feels pretty solid, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I got, I got no movement at all. It's a strange thing. It looks visually fine. It's a strange fine. thing to like... I can't imagine they redesigned the hot shoe mount in any meaningful way. Like how would it possibly be different than every other camera yeah, they've ever made a hot shoe for? Weird. But Especially since the build quality of this thing is just seems rock solid across the board. So I will say that is one of the most noticeable things when I shot with the R3 uh, an entire wedding for about nine hours. And then the next day played around with the R6 because I was like trying Ooh, to yeah, some I settings, wanna know. I did realize how cheap and consumery the R6 really? felt. It felt very not professional at all. Yes, I think I'd kind of forgotten the uh, not just the size, but like it just felt plastic. The pro and, bodies are yeah. just like it, like they're so awesome. Like when I switched from crappy, like was amazing at the time, to I eventually realized it was garbage. D750 to the d5 uh yes the d750 pulled the exact yeah, same trick 100%. D5, yep. d750 yep. to d5 is a hell of a drug because uh it it was like <laughs> i was like oh my god like this camera is incredible it feels just rock solid i've you know dropped it a few times and like just was no problem at all picked it right up and kept going 
Um, yeah. And I, yeah. I can imagine that the R3 is, is just like that. I miss the D5, mm. but uh, the R3 is is exactly like that. And I'd kind of forgotten. I'm probably in my own head about this fact a little bit, but I do think it makes a difference. The they didn't hold back at all with like the fact that it's a mirrorless camera, trying to make it compact and and portable right. the way people kind of thought all mirrorless cameras would be. They it's like the same size as a regular body. That's what I've been wanting. And the effect that that has when you're in a space photographing people or directing someone, you know, it gives you I think a little more authority. You sure. f- it feels like, "Oh, this is this is the professional." And I've seen uh, especially videographers when it's just like a friend shooting and they've got like the kit lens of the DSLR yeah. body and you're like, "Oh, okay. So you're just here." As a yeah, it's just <laughs> like, like it makes little, a difference. Little tiny, yeah. or like you know, honestly, it's just the you know, I know the Sony's, uh, you know, A sevens, A nines, and all that are are great cameras, but it's so funny to see them in like an actual, uh, like by videographers, they these tiny little cameras, and they're going around getting yeah. amazing video. But it's just funny. I don't know. Well, the benefit for them is they get the tiny camera in a giant stabilizing yeah, rig for sure. now without having to, to worry too much, which is super nice But for them uh, in terms of weight. And I still don't know how videographer – and you know, so I was thinking one of my biggest complaints about the R3 is that it's permanently gripped. And so the weight is yeah. a yeah. lot. There's no modularity with taking the grip off and getting yeah, a lighter but- body. But then I look over at the videographer I was shooting with and I was like, oh, but his sucks. That's like a giant – you know. I don't know how many pounds this must 12 pounds. I don't know. I don't Eight know. pounds is like stabilizing rigs that they constantly have to uh, carry throughout the entire day. Like that's, that sucks. That's way worse. I'm going to stop complaining. It weighs actually less than a gripped R6. Oh, okay. So it is yeah. lighter in that regard. If you want a point of comparison, if you have a grip with your R6, it weighs less. Nice. So that's worth it. Yeah. And, and again, like, I I like having a big camera as my main camera just again because of I just I don't know it gives me like I feel like when I take that thing out even on an engagement session I feel when I take that gripped R6 out I just feel like people like the people in front of my camera are respecting me a little more <laughs> if that makes any sense that's what know? i mean it's a real thing 100 like, percent makes sense like yeah. a, even in sometimes you'll get like an uncle bob will come up and be like whoa that's like a nice camera you got there and that's when i know that like all right these these people are gonna yeah. are gonna respect the authority <laughs> yes i am the professional i will take Default. your photo now eyes eyes here not your yeah not the iphones yeah, it's a real thing. Um, so, but I will say it's annoying to have to now carry body caps to pack yeah. my bodies in the sling bag appropriately because it doesn't really fit with the lens attached anymore, no matter Bummer. what. That sucks. But uh, as far as battery charging, just to get one more little now, uh, let's move on point out of the way. Just <laughs> the uh, the entire wedding, nine hours, shot across two camera bodies, didn't have to change a battery wow. once. So, um, yeah, I so, think you can expect to get about eight thousand clicks per battery charge. It's a new, it's a different battery than what's in all their other R five, R six ones. It's it's one of the triple super. It's like the same batteries that are in Teslas, right? It's the same one that would have been in like the R five and all those other gripped right. micron bodies that you would know. So. That brings me up to an interesting point. Um, I've been doing a, a number of shoots for like 
for and with some, you know, other photographers lately, a lot of events and things in DC and a couple of weddings, the second shooters and everything like that. And, and I get this question all the time. Like, why are you shooting with like a 256 gigabyte card? And I'm like, first of all, why not? I mean, I know it's expensive, but like it's not that expensive compared to the fact that you will never ever have to change out your camera, uh, your, um, your memory card, uh, for a whole wedding. And sometimes if you forget to format or something like that, and you start shooting, like you're fine. I could shoot 11,000 photos on, on a single card if I wanted to. Uh, and granted, you know, the R6 makes it a little easier because the files are pretty small. Um, but you're mentioning something about the battery life being such that you don't have to change a battery. You don't have to, the memory card size being enough so that you never have to change a memory card. Um, yeah, they're 25 megapixel files. By nice. Way, okay, that's great. I, yeah. I, you know, I could, I could go for a few more than 20. Uh, on There's, there's yeah. been a couple of times where I've been editing being like, I could use a bigger file than this. Um, but but <laughs> not, not, not super often. Nice. Um, but, and then this is kind of segueing us into another topic, but the MacBook Pro that... I have just purchased, and I know you have also purchased, um, having using a, it right absurd now. levels of, of um, storage capacity. I got four gig, four terabytes. You got eight terabytes. Um, and I'm already down to three. I checked yeah, I'm, I'm already down, <laughs> I'm already down to 1.9. So <laughs> oh, no. it's fine. But what, what this is doing dun, is it's dun. fundamentally changing, like, it's... My, my like mental process, I think about shooting, editing, delivering. So the shooting part has been taken care of a long time ago with the 256 gigabyte cards. I had those years ago. Um, but having a, a battery you don't have to change out during a shoot just sounds amazing to me. Uh, I remember shooting. Actually, I remember yep. shooting Z750. Um, that had the one thing about it. Yep. Is in, it had incredible battery life. Uh, to the point where yep. I think I shot, uh, you could shoot seven hours on on a single charge if you were kind of being a little bit judicious. Um, and so in certain cases, I never had to uh, change out a, a battery when I was using the D750. And I remember that being a point where I was like, this is so cool. But the game-changingness of having all storage on your own computer, being able to import, edit, and deliver from your computer without having to touch a backup drive if you don't have access to one or whatever is a game changer 100 game changer yeah. so i was researching the compact flash express mm-hmm. cards like the the newer iteration of xqd or whatever oh, xqd tried yeah. to launch yeah but they're cf express okay. so that's one big bonus to the r3 by the way it's got cf express and sd the new nikon flagship mirrorless has i think only cf express which would just kill me if i'm so grateful canon went with sd because now i have an sd slot in my macbook pro (laughs) it would suck to get a new camera that doesn't have it (laughs) yeah so anyway uh but they have um i think i saw the capacity up to two terabytes on one single cf express card and i was like uh what would how how would that shift but i think that actually would be problematic because i mean I could see myself. You could you could capture what like six, seven weddings in a single card, maybe more, and it would reach a point where, in the middle of shooting a wedding, I would probably accidentally, I would have lost track seven weddings deep, yeah, and yeah. 
be out of space and then suddenly not. How can yeah, you be out of space a, on a whole, two terabyte card? Yeah. yeah. This is my seventh wedding on this card. I mean, if there was like a 10 terabyte card, I'd probably buy that and just use it for the year. Sure. How amazing. Oh my would that God. Be? That would be I mean, crazy. That's going to happen sometime. But you know, yeah. Lightroom but can't even handle as like an ongoing on backup. That. Like, no, that's true. It would be kind of like an ongoing backup. Yeah. Almost like yeah. the memory card is cemented into the camera. I would treat it as internal memory. But uh, the, the whole point, just to answer the question you surface, why do you shoot with 256 gigabyte cards is the goal is to, you know, often enough in my early years before I started doing that, and I guess you, you as well, there would be a point where I would start shooting getting ready photos and realize, oh, I forgot to format my card before I started shooting for whatever yeah. reason. And 256 means I, I have the headroom to forget to format before yeah. I start shooting uh like twice before it's yep. a real actual problem because I can hold two or three weddings headroom is a great way to and describe it yeah 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 exactly you want that headroom in case you just make a silly mistake like that and it's the worst to you can't format a card once you've been shooting like 10 even 10 minutes of getting ready for no, you can't. it's like sometimes you can't format that like you're stuck and then you'd have to like turn off the backup feature if you didn't bring extra cards yep. you'd have to like switch to single card only and shoot on the rest of your backup slot uh, that would it's a nightmare so just and honestly the memory cards aren't that expensive anymore 256 used to be a lot now it's like 150 bucks sure. maybe yeah for a sony tough version too it's well worth the, the fun totally i'm doing 512 uh, cf express cool. and then my 256 sd and i'm still using my sd as my primary card to offload my photos. Gotcha. I'm just keeping the CF Express yep. in there. Even though it's faster to copy, it doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm assuming I'm like you in that at the end of the night, I don't need crazy fast speed. No. I just pop into my computer, start the rendering and download to Lightroom. I go to sleep and everything kind of churns away overnight anyway. So I don't need that insanely fast. Yeah, it's it's not a big deal. The only time I ran into an issue with that was um, a, about a month ago. I did a shoot where I had, I had a team of like three other photographers and they were like handing right. me all their photos at the end of the night. And I was like, okay, this is even, even as fast yeah. as like the MacBook M one is like, it was still, you know, it still took like an extra, like, I don't know, it wasn't long, 10 minutes maybe to like offload everything. Yeah. And I was like sitting there being like, I want to get back on the road. Um, but <laughs> that that's, you know, small, small pickings. And that's a rare kind of edge case yeah. of how you normally would, use that yeah. kind of stuff that's anyway um so there's a lot to talk about with the r3 we should probably save that until sure. i actually finish writing my review but uh i do want to talk a little bit more about the new mac oh my Pros, god dude uh, since we both were you're what a couple weeks in i'm like a yeah. month in using it yeah i'm like yeah. three weeks in. how did you get the apple m1 max chip or the m1 i got the m1 max or the m1 the m1 max so that is in case it's confusing i think it's stupid I guess Apple's trying to align their their branding with their phones, where oh, like the Max yeah. is the Max is the iteration for the size, right. but the the Apple it's, it's definitely the weird. Apple silicon in the phones are the same. Whether you get the Max, the Pro Max, or just the Pro, it's the same. But in the laptops, the M1 Max is a better processor than the M1 Pro, which is stupid and confusing. They should have just named. The 16-inch, the M1 Max, and the 14-inch, the M1 Pro, oh. or, or both make them Pro, and just make the 16-inch the Max version. Like uh, I don't, their naming uh, scheme makes zero yeah, sense to I me. Yeah, I think I think it's all. I think it was a marketing decision, to be honest with you. Um, to, 
they make the silliest marketing it's decisions. Silly. I, I I really do think though that it's marketing. Like it convinced me to buy an M1 Max chip. I was like, this is the one I have to buy. And it, it's well, yeah. I mean, looking at the stats, but to me, Pro seems like it should be it the, should just be the pro. Trump card. Like that is the pro. Like Max, just it's like Max yeah. of what Max. It's not, it's not like next year you're going to have like another thing that's not as max as this year, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like it's so it, they it's should have, ugh. so, but the M1 max is the better of the chips. I don't remember by how much, it, but it's, it was think, sig- better battery significant enough and yeah. it can handle up to 64 gigabytes of Ram, which is what the, what okay. really pushed me over the edge was like, I wanted a processor that, um, well, I, I wanted 64 gigabytes of Ram because the RAM on this machine is shared between the GPU and the um, CPU. So yeah, 16 gigabytes of RAM is not going to be anywhere close to enough. If your GPU is soaking eight of that, then you're left with eight gigabytes of RAM, which isn't even really enough sure. to effectively run Lightroom. So 32 gigabytes, I'm th- sitting there thinking, to me, that sounds like the same thing as 16 gigabytes. I was like, I want 64. And the only way to do that was to get an M1 Max chip. Uh, so I I opted for like the first tier of I think three tiers of M1 Max chips. Um, so just the the basic M1 Max chip uh, and 64 gigs of RAM. Wait, there were tiers of I thought it was just Max or there were actual tiers of the chip. Itself. Well, I don't, I don't it was remember. more cores. So there was the M oh, there was oh, the okay. M1 Max with ten cores. Then there's an M1 Max with, I think, 10 cores, but like more GPU cores. And then there was one with like 12 cores and all the GPU cores. I see. All the CPU That's cores. That's what I got. I, I didn't cores. even look and compare stuff. I just maxed yeah, out everything that I fine. could because I, I knew I, I wanted to go all in on this setup, including getting the uh, a used, but a uh, good deal on an X. XDR? RD? XDR display. Sorry. I yeah, still uh, haven't the, seen that. I need to come over and check that out. Yeah. It's a th- thing of beauty my god um, it's very nice it's it's stunningly beautiful i'll tell That's you what else is stunningly say. beautiful the screen on this thing is just it gorgeous is. Mm-hmm. and it does a good job like i'm looking at you with the reflection of a giant window behind me and it's there but it's very manageable like i don't have yes. to i don't feel the need to have to rotate i haven't actually have you taken yours outside at all to see how the brightness and reflections handle no I don't, I don't think that i have you're yeah. gonna do that though, because I, I, I know the reflections are much better, and but the colors yeah. are just like super rich and like I had to like redo my preset just because like my preset <laughs> my colors now insane. I see. like yeah um, yeah and like <laughs> dial everything back. Speaking man. of which, uh, that is the big thing with the R3. It's a new sensor, and so I'm I'm trying I have to kind of tinker my as as close and as good a job as Develop does with camera matching. Um, from one sensor to the next it's not perfect and i have been in of course at the worst time yeah. by the way to to play around it with a preset with like a hundred thousand photos in my queue i'm like yeah yeah doing the whole second guessing oh my myself God, AB comparison yes. and like oh, no. i have to just like <laughs> i i'm i'm the worst about that i ha- like i have literally had to like get up from my computer and like walk away sometimes when i'm like starting to like really get in the weeds on like fig- trying a new Oh, you got to do that. That oh that's a super healthy. That's the only, the only way, way to get perspective. Yeah. And you come back, and then you, 
what I usually do is edit a photo to where I think it's good, leave it on the screen, and then come back and try and see it with a very That's fresh good. eye. I remember seeing it was a, it was a documentary about uh, like the five year old girl who was supposed to be like a prodigy of painting, and uh, I don't know what this or, one is. Yeah, it was called I can't remember, but people thought maybe it was the dad doing it and not her. It was some like sixty minutes documentary. Anyway, there was a uh, professor of art that walked in the room to assess the quality of a painting. And I thought it was so silly. He like walked in like this and like looked down, looked down and then boom, like looked at the painting. I was like, that is so silly. How performative mm-hmm. is this guy like trying to, but that's like, that's exactly what you should do. If you're trying to assess color or something like really uh, do whatever you can to mentally clear your palette. Sure close your eyes, think about something else, look at a different whatever, and then boom, open them and look at it and assess whether it doesn't matter what you saw before this. Do you like the red or not in sure. this photo the way it sits right now? It, you're, you might like it more if you switch back to the, the B version, but do you like the way A looks right now, not having any reference? If the answer is yes, then it's, then a, it's probably fine. okay to let it go. Yeah. But you do need to like literally walk away, close out, look at other pictures from other photographers, stuff like that to kind of clean clean your palette. But I am curious if there's a – there's probably an answer for this if we just Google it. If there is a best sort of industry standard for cleaning your visual palette. Huh. Like should you stare at the color – like a white wall for 30 seconds? Does that do it? Do you close your eyes in complete darkness for 30 seconds? Do you look at the color red? Like I wonder. You, what, I think, what, I think what you do is you go to the freezer and get a um, – uh, get out the sorbet, sorbet and you 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 eat the sorbet while you yeah. look at the photo and it's supposed to sort of uh, I thought you were gonna say just start spooning it into your no, eyeballs. No, no, no. You eat the sorbet and then you you notice everything differently. That's how it works. Uh I'm I'm hitting a point where I have to start cutting out um all good food again. Oh no. My COVID nineteen pounds is still Oh yeah, around. yeah. The COVID, the COVID the COVID nineteen I got the freshman fifteen, by the Pounds. way, uh, when I was a freshman. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Oh, yeah, you know totally. what it was? That was what, what Wendy's ice cream. Oh, Chick no, it was, it was ice free cream. ice cream. The yeah, I ate yeah, it for yeah. breakfast, lunch, and uh, dinner. Might have been the waffles. I remember the waffle. Yeah, machine. the waffle machine. Yeah, yeah the get, golden stuff. something. And then you just pour pour the syrup and whipped cream. And I put uh, fruity pebbles on top her, of it. Herbal lights. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. Oh man, those are good times. And I gained 15 pounds, 15 actual pounds. Yeah. Same. And then, and then I got rid of it. I was like, okay, well I don't even care about ice cream. I just like that. It's there. That's the problem. That's the thing. I always lose weight when I travel because stuff just isn't there (laughs) for me. Like to snack on. discipline. I graze, graze all day. Yeah. So let's see what else is going on. The, okay, wait really quickly though. And not really quickly. Sure. The most important thing about the new M1 computers has nothing to do with the processor or the gpu integrated into the circuit board or whatever it is the storage space screen storage space yeah we were talking yeah but dude it's amazing yeah it's amazing. like it is i'm serious and so fast with like the processing speed is amazing and i've i've been you know how much and everyone else listening knows how much i freaking have been on Lightroom's case for being slow like molasses and this uh this computer makes that a thing of the past not only in that but in the most recent patch they have 
you know, taken out the ability to, to go low resolution. So, right. So you're stuck yeah. super slow. I, I do think if you launched it in Rosetta mode, yeah. you could oh, go maybe. low res, but yeah, that might be a slight workaround, maybe. but it's not worth it. You don't need to, you don't have to. Uh, I, although if you're running an Intel, I would be curious now, I'm going to do a little test while we're talking. So launching Rosetta, because I know, here we go. Open using Rosetta. Curious if it now gives me the option to well, but you have to low res. You have to go in through the preferences. Yeah, so you have to get info to launch something in Rosetta. Oh. And for anybody listening that doesn't know, Rosetta is like the emulation of uh, it's like the it's like a sandbox that it opens the app within. So apps that are still in the Intel architecture or whatever you mm. call it of programming can still run on apple silicon they're going to be a little bit slower and less silicon fast performance silicon okay yeah silicon sorry silly scaled fit below built-in camera oh i see that okay i turned that off um no it doesn't give me the doesn't give me the yeah it doesn't surprise me to launch in low res yeah they're done with it but it's okay because performance if you're i mean eventually everyone i think as quickly as possible should switch to the the new yeah chips because this is also going to be the vector and and pivot point for them to start making real pro like iOS apps and iPad OS apps that cross over between over between dude your computer and your mobile yeah, device. Yeah, it's for been sure. fun using the um, brain.fm like basically their sort of mobile app uh for like just sitting on my on my MacBook. Um there was a period of time about a month when the first M chip Laptop launched last year where like um, any app you could run on your desktop. That's so cool. Uh, but now developers have the option of stopping that if they want. And so Brain FM must be one of the ones that don't care or whatever. But most that I find now, like Instagram. I was going to say Instagram. Say, oh, can't launch, wasn't made. Yeah. That's okay. It would be great. Instagram, yeah. I um, am launching using, um, I'm, I'm, so I'm, tr I'm trying to experiment where I, post Instagram from my computer using the like Safari developer tool thing where you can make your Safari like yeah. an iPhone. Mm. Um, How does that deal with sharpening? I don't know. Does it give you any editing preferences? Oh, in the, like in the post. I don't know. So that's, I get questions about sharpening all the time, especially specifically to my Instagram account. And one of the last steps and key aspects of sharpening is the order of operations should always be you resize your image then to the exact experience it's going to be at then you add sharpening and then add grain that'd be like the the proper order so i do sharpen um in photoshop the properly sized right. one but then i sharpen again using instagram's oh gotcha be around like 20 percent or so in the app so i don't if i can't do that i won't use a browser-based mm. posting i'm gonna check that so. while we're on here this is this whole podcast live everything live so we're just it's always we're live, live. what are you talking about <laughs> technically this isn't live this will this be is edited. live i'm gonna take out a lot of our more You're listening live comments <laughs> we could go live i i do have that ability but i'm not sure we are live watch and i don't i don't like the distraction of like you know we're live um what uh what else you got going on what else is happening? Weddings. Do you hear the Do you hear the clapping? No, I don't hear the clapping. Don't. Oh, that's funny. Everyone else will, except for Nathan. Uh, weddings. I've got two more in the year left. One this weekend, and then I'm flying to London again. 
um, again on Sunday night, and then I'll be there for it's four days problem. and then back home. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what my problem is, but uh, travel just got a little more complicated. Now you have to test COVID test before you leave and when you get there instead of just when you get oh, there. Oh wow! So I was always curious why they didn't have like in the U.S. The rule has been for like a year now. In order to start and board the plane to come back into the U.S., you had to have a COVID test ahead of time within three days of your departure. That makes a lot of sense to me. But once you get here, they don't make you test again because that seems like overkill. Right. Uh, Europe, it's always been, you can fly right in as long as you have your vaccine card, uh, no test required. And then they started requiring tests within two days of when you land. Now they're requiring that plus a test two days before Whoa. you land, so before you depart. So it's like, geez, it's a bit overkill, but whatever. How about you? Uh, I've got a shoot tomorrow and then uh, in the, a portrait for the next National Press Club president. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, he can come with that if you want. Uh, and then... Wedding on Saturday and then a wedding on New Year's. Um, nice. Uh, I have, I, I'm just delivering photos. I've got like two weddings to deliver, two engagements to deliver. I think I only have like one more shoot at all until like I'm going to California for uh, uh, over a week um, right before Christmas and then coming back and then I've got a wedding New Year's Eve. Yeah. So awesome. California. All yeah. Right. I'm excited good time to visit there yeah that's amazing oh i have a baby birthday party to shoot um which is actually um oh, I, to photograph yes okay. i i mm. i wouldn't i wouldn't normally take these um i shot one of these once and it was a nightmare um but um this one i'm taking because the uh client is a former client i think of yours and mine and i think the willinghams uh christian <laughs> Christian, um, Christian. Oh man. Oh, I'm already for, yeah, I know. Anyway, Uh, is he Latino? He's, he's the man. Um, Rose is, yeah. Yeah. And Rose. Yeah. Yeah. So they have a kid who's, I think, um, a couple years old now and yeah. And they want, they want some photos of it. So I'm like, yeah, I'm dude, I'm definitely coming. Like time is flying. That's awesome. Craziness. Yeah. Well, I just have this uh, portrait thing and then a wedding up in New Jersey. So that's, that's my plan, cool. but, uh, nothing else too crazy. I'm trying to think there've been a few lenses and have you, uh, released recently? And then I was going to ask, have you actually played around with the, the new Nikon? I think it's the Z9 two Z, Z six, Z, two, six, two. That's a Z six, two, but there's another one. I think it's just oh, called Z9. Z9. Yeah. So have you, no. have you actually seen that in person? Yes. Okay. Uh, Aram uses it. Uh, wait, was it Aaron okay. using it? No, somebody else is using it. Okay, so it's their gripped yes. sort of R3 competitor. I haven't actually seen one in person. A lot of people have asked me about it, but I'm just so afraid to try another Nikon body because I don't want to have to switch systems I know. again. But it's only – it's a couple hundred dollars less than the R3. $500 less. Yeah, and it has not a pivoting selfie screen, but it has like the – up and down rotation and then it has like the fuji style yeah if you rotate your camera it does flip out for vertical shooting as well yeah it's it's a cool uh, design interesting um yeah i think it it will definitely lend itself really nicely to portrait work um like especially like studio portrait work um but i don't know i mean you know for a sports camera which i i'm assuming this is kind of somewhat geared towards and everything like that. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. Super fast 8k video type stuff. Yeah. 
It looks awesome. You know, which I, I find appropriate for weddings. Like I want the sports, I want the the max performances I possibly yes. can get away with. Does not seem to have Canon's big thing, which is eye focus tracking with your eye and the sensor, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But I am curious to experience the Nikon world again to see how they've improved on their their focus system. Because in the DSLR world, Nikon was always underestimated and way, way ahead with how good their autofocus was um, compared to Canon shooters. Like It's shocking to me how popular the Mark III and Mark IV were and how bad they yeah. were in high ISO and autofocus capability compared to Nikon, even like their D seven hundred was like better, dude. <laughs> than I Canon stuff. I, I actually yeah. have some firsthand experience from this week. I was doing a um, I was doing a shoot for a friend of uh, a friend of mine who's a a great photographer uh, in DC. Well, actually, he lives in Baltimore, um, but um, he asked me to come along and and edit live while every while him and another photographer were shooting, and I was like, yes, that sounds like like fun. So I. I was their photo editor, um, for the, the day. And it was, dude, it was a crazy, it was a crazy end of the night. I'll get to that in a second. But, uh, yeah, one of the photographers was handing me, uh, Mark three files and uh, they were just really, really tough to work with. It, yeah. it was the other thing that was, that's interesting about that is going back to not, this isn't a knock on the R th- or on the Mark three. Um, it's a knock on, DSLRs, uh, but the f- focus was like not there. Professional 24 to 70 2.8 lens was just not sharp. I've j- just, it just was not nailing focus uh, the way that a mirrorless can. And going, g- going back and forth from the main photographer's files to uh, this other photographer's files, I was like, some of these are not going to be usable uh, just purely from the fact because they just barely missed focus. Um, and I'm so grateful for mirrorless because you're just knocking down focus. It's awesome. Uh, not just fast, but accurate, uh, um, Yeah, which is uh, cool. And that gets leveled up big time with the Canon eye control, I'm focus, sure. uh, which we don't need to get into right now, but I am looking at the stat comparison and the R3 low light autofocus is rated at about negative 7.5 stops of low light. And the Z9 is rated at negative 8.5. So yeah, I mean, a whole stop lower. That doesn't really surprise me. I feel like Nikon's always been a little bit ahead of the game on low light performance and all that. Yeah, but their their first mirrorless bodies were such crap at focusing across the board. I'm I'm curious to see how it actually performs. I'm, well, that doesn't I'm tell you autofocus performance. It talks about potential. I know. You're right. So you yeah. never know. But I'm sure it's great. It also, Nikon has um, uh, illuminated all their buttons, which is cool. Oh, that's I don't cool. Think the Canon has it. Only has like one or two. That's really cool. Illuminated. I'm sure that is doesn't shame. help with battery life. Well, anyway, I was just curious if you'd seen one in the wild yet. I, I I don't think I've actually I haven't actually seen the Z nine. I've seen the Z six two. Oh man, I don't think we've actually podcast since a lot of the new AI tools have come out either. We'll, we'll have to yeah, we're gonna have to do a, a separate um, one on that. Um, I'm using. Are are you are you okay? You are. I was gonna ask if you've actually used in any meaningful mm-hmm. professional way uh, any of. I, the, I'm using, using. Um. Um. Oh gosh, I'm already forgetting. I'm. Uh, uh, by the way, like. After having a kid, you don't remember anything. Um, 
It's that's just like a <laughs> it's it's a thing. Have you had to adjust to your like note taking and reminders uh, discipline, or do you just let things go now? <laughs> oh, like... note taking and reminders are like the only thing that's like keeping me delivering anything. The AI one that is calling. <laughs> yeah, after she's. <laughs> Yeah. I want to call it autonomous the AI. AI one that is calling. Oh my god! Yeah, that is a uh, that is a, dude. Okay, wait a second. The Z nine actually has no mechanical shutter at all. That I can't. Whoa, get no mechanical shutter. That I mean, I admire the the guts to push something like that, but it has no mechanical shutter. Huh. I can't. I can't shoot silent mode. I. I it's well, it so, has click. Like you, you can make it have a sound. Yeah, but that is usually the worst sound ever. Like it sucks. Like it's the crappiest nothing sound i don't know I, I would be curious what the exact sound is but the silent mode on the canon the the fake shutter noise is is not on the r3 satisfying. it is it yeah on the r3 uh oh man that's fascinating i have to try this camera out if anybody's listening and has the z9 i would love to hear yeah what the experience is like to not have an actual mechanical shutter i like we're losing all the tactile responsiveness of these tools which i feel like is a pretty big part of the experience and getting your timing and like actually capturing the peak At least now i, I don't know. yes I, in the future who knows if if everything is always yeah. silent it's not like the iphone yeah the iphone doesn't yeah uh, i mean have a shutter but I would love like a little um, vibration if they could build that. And I'm surprised they never put that as an option in the iPhone. Yeah, I don't know. So you could just feel the the feedback of taking pressing the button. Maybe it is there and I just didn't notice. I don't know. Anyway. AI calling has been great uh, for um, certain shoots and uh, I don't use it for every shoot. It's, it is definitely a, a time saver for sure. And I need all the time savers I can get since, again, time is baby. Uh, have you been able to do any work when she's actually like in your lap or in your arms? Um, is that just At this no point, not really. Uh, I can, yeah, no, I, I can't really do any work when, when she's like with me and I'm taking care of her. Okay. I can do things that are fun, though. Like I can, I can, you know, sing her songs and stuff. I can play guitar. She loves that. But in terms of That's actually nice. working, it's, uh, it's impossible unless she's... Um, either asleep or um yeah that's it okay so now that you're knee deep in the thick mm-hmm. of it any uh any words of advice for parents to be new parents in terms of what to expect or what to modify in your i know you're still figuring it out but um, any like oh this is perfect this is what i need i think the number one thing honestly is um it is really related to time where you like you don't have time like free time anymore uh like you used to so your the the free time that you ever do end up having is like oh dude that's like uh that's like golden eye yeah the free time that you do end up having becomes like super precious so you get really 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 efficient really 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 fast um so that's been nice that's awesome it's been nice to i was wondering i could actually see a case made where your productivity actually goes up because you do have to adhere to a bit more of a oh yeah or you're just going slackers rejoice um slackers rejoice uh if you have a kid like all that slacking uh is like you is is just gonna be gone you're gonna be like you're gonna be like a, a superhuman freaking time spending champion Guru. like uh, every <laughs> okay. s- and oh the other thing is like dude any time that your time is wasted by something other than your own control like if you have to like s- like for instance i was i went to the apple store to have uh my old macbook like 
looked at and and eventually sent off to uh to for trade in ah you had many many a keyboard many a issue, keyboard which issue. We didn't even bring up but the, how, the new ah, keyboard oh, it's a wonderful yes so great. i've been waiting yeah. for the stupid keyboard for years <laughs> So you took I your took I took it in there and, and I'm sitting there and they were like, okay, you need to like do this. You need to call customer service. Like we can't do anything about this right now. You have to call customer service while you're sitting here, and then they'll like figure out your whole trade in status and everything, and then I'll come right back and help you out. And I was like, okay, no problem. I like knocked out the the customer service call in like four minutes, and then I just sat there and like she was helping somebody else, and I was like sitting there being like. Dude, I got a kid at home. Like, I can't sit here. Like, I, I'm freaking out. Like, I have, like, this is time <laughs> yeah. that is being wasted. Like, so it, it ended up being like 20 minutes. And I sat there and I was like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? Oh my God, I got to finish Squid Game. So I'm like sitting there, like watching Squid Game. I'm like, this is <laughs> okay. how I'm going to use my time now. Like, I have to like figure out some way to either like maximize my time or like if I don't have anything to do, just lay down and relax and like, so in some cases actually take a nap because i like didn't sleep the previous night sleep mm. is a, sleep is a big problem okay. uh, in general but it's really the main thing is like as soon as you have a as soon as you're like in the thick of like having the kid you start like scheduling your whole life out really well and like having to communicate really like a lot with your partner about like wh- who's taking care of the baby when and like Fortunately, me and Abby have a schedule where like if I'm working, she can be off. And if she's working, I can be off. Um, to, so mm-hmm. we don't need daycare right now, which is great. We get to like participate in all our baby stuff. But like a list of stuff to do is like my whole life right now. And it's great. It's fine. I'm just everything. I feel like I'm I'm actually accomplishing things. And at the same time, like watching my kid grow up. So it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I've been going to bed at like nine on days. I don't have weddings. I don't know what's wrong with my sleep. That's schedule. great. I think a lot of it's the the time change in the daylight yeah i'm gonna bed at nine and waking up at like eight are so, you still drinking nine cups sorry, of coffee a day okay yes, well there yes, that's a, that's the other problem we'll get to that later taper so off sam taper off. okay we're about 47 minutes in let's call that uh hiatus, hiatus is has been broken broken and we are Action we're, back. we're back we're back baby. and we're gonna try this video thing and see how it works yeah. but thanks everyone for Sticking around if you're still here listening to us. I was at two conferences the past couple of weeks and got a lot of questions about the podcast. Sorry, and, you can uh, you can blame. Don't blame Sadie. You can blame me, though. Okay. Uh, also, kind of fascinating that a number of people have said they just started the podcast. Oh, that's cool. So imagine that, going back to 2016 and listening to us. Guys, I just got a this really great camera called the D750. What <laughs> yeah. was our first? Actually, I think on? that probably... Uh, I don't know. I think it was 2016. Yeah, it was, we've been at it for a lot longer than been most. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to edit okay. this up and have a good well, day. Good luck. And see whoop. you later. Bye.